What's swinging nation? Welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Fred Moore. Today, my podcast is with Matt Gonzalez over at International Patterns in San Antonio, Texas. And I'm introducing the show before he gets on because I just want to try it out this way. What can you say? I'm, I'm a wild guy. Um, Graziella Coffee Company, they are a sponsor of the show. Adex Mason Clubs, they are a sponsor of the show. Vintage Strength Training, Vintage Strength Games. Macefit.com, Ongo Energy Spray. All sponsors of the show, all great products and services. Sign up for the Steel Mace Nation newsletter and you will get the varying discount codes and sales and all that stuff. Um, I can tell you right now, if you want to grab a bag of Graziella coffee, uh, coffee from the company, you use the discount code MACENATION15 at checkout. You get 15% off on a fresh, whoop, there's our guest, uh, fresh ground beans. So I am going to jump on right here. Let's admit. Matt, 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 you there, Matt? Come on, brother. Connecting to the audio. This is the process. I'm sure everybody knows about the process now. This is the Zoom process. You can change my name to Matt if possible. If not, whatever. Are you going to legally change it or? Ah, he can hear me. Yeah, I should. What's, what's up, man? I How already. I already hit the record button, so don't say anything that you could be held accountable in the court of law. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. All right. Good to yeah, know. I was just trying something else uh, a little different here. I started the podcast ahead of my guest just so I could announce the sponsor so we could get right down to the nitty-gritty. My man, awesome. thank you for coming on. I know you went through a lot of effort here to set up really what looks like an awesome video. Look at this. This is great, man. You went through a lot <laughs> hey. of effort. Honestly, uh, I have a guy, Carlos, jump in here real quick. So we got our guy, Carlos. He set this all up for me. Uh, I just had to show up. So definitely got to give him the credit for that. But it helped out a lot. I had a client before, and now we're, we're rolling through. So, yeah, happy to be here, man. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on. I love this. I love that you, you, um, you made it happen. You know, you said, hey, I, I want to make this podcast happen. You're busy. So you outsource some things. And um, – you're going to benefit greatly from it because it's going to be an awesome podcast. You look very relaxed. You're taking care of your people, right? So what yeah, were definitely. you just training your clients on? Some steel may stuff or a little? Yeah, so actually uh, today I had one of my uh, youth athletes. He's a boxer. And so we we're doing some strength and conditioning today. Uh, a little bit of barbell stuff, a little bit of, um, you know, athletic movement, things like that. But I always plug in the mace especially with my, with my boxers that I work with and uh, really seems to be gravitating to it really naturally, naturally. And it's a lot of fun to see, see combat athletes moving with the mace. It's just uh, something that seems like it was meant to be in their hands. Yeah. Well, it is a, it is a weapon of war. Let's, <laughs> yeah. let's not forget that. But man, sure. I got to tell you, you move astoundingly well. Um, that's why I, I had to get that. you on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. You deserve <laughs> you, it, man. I can tell you work really hard. It must be a trip to come and train with you, um, especially if you're uh, a boxer or something, because uh, your footwork is, is outstanding. And I know that boxers and fighters in general, they always, they're always doing their footwork. They're always training that way. And now here you Huge. come and you're like, hey, man, do it with a steel mace. Yeah. Does that yeah, trip them exactly. up? Does that trip oh, them up? Absolutely. And, uh, you know, like you said, footwork is a big thing in, in any combat sports, whether it's boxing, uh, any kind of stand-up martial arts, you're going to be applying some kind of footwork. But honestly, the mace applies to even the, the grappling combat athlete, the jiu-jitsu athlete, you know, um, anything like that that involves your hands, grip strength, body awareness, the, you know, you want to be able to manipulate weight um, and where that weight goes in space. So for my boxers, obviously they, they understand that the footwork is going to apply to them. But what I see as well is their ability to memorize these patterns with the mace, which 
it, it, in my opinion, is going to translate to combinations that their coaches, their striking coaches are going to ask them. If they can remember five, six combinations in a flow, most likely they're going to use that same part of their brain to remember the combinations that their coaches are asking them um, when it comes to their respected sport. And I think that applies across the board, not just in combat sports, but I think there's a lot of athletes right now that haven't really touched the surface of what these unconventional tools can do. And that's what we're really trying to do here between myself, my business partner, and, and the team that we've put together is uh, bridge all these worlds together, not just train athletes, not just work with gen pop, but everything in between and put them in the same classes because we have the ability to kind of modify, regress, or progress the movements if we need to. And we have a lot of different tools at our disposal, so we don't really get stuck um, in one train of thought as far as training these people. We, we can really blend it up. And that's, that's one of the cool things I've noticed working with, with our boxers, with our athletes, with our gen pop. Almost everybody gravitates towards the mace in, in, in their own way. Yes, yes. It becomes unique to them. And uh, it's interesting when you – when you think about it, um, I find mace people, macers, let's call them macers. Somebody said that to me once. They said, uh, you and your macers. Yeah. Um, so, you know, yeah. they're open-minded, or at least at least they learn to be. Because when you first get handed this mace or you start asking questions about it, you always have that barrier up of, well, I've never seen it before. I've never heard of it. Um, is it a trend? Is it a fad? Uh, it must be bad for your shoulders, you know, all that nonsense. Right. And you got to go. Oh, through yeah, that's that. a big one. Right. Yeah. 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 That's my pet peeve. And, and people know that listening on the podcast, like I'm always, I'm always talking about that, but, um, yeah, they tend to show an open mindedness. So you just kind of like tapped into that right. when you're talking, like you like to use different things and and so here you got people that are training for one thing to fight. Um, and you're like, here, we're, let's, let's do this mace thing. So what else are they open-minded to then? You know, where, where else are you exactly. bringing their, their mind and their engagement level? It's starting to increase and you're starting to see more engagement, right? Absolutely. That's, and that's a great point. And um, also just kind of part of our big picture plan with, with intentional patterns and, and what we're doing here is segueing people into uh, like a holistic lifestyle, but uh, making fitness just part of their lifestyle and not so much uh, a luxury in their life or something that they, you know, have a hard time making time for. This, this should be something that's priority. And we do that by showing them how much this affects their day-to-day -day life. And so a lot of times it starts with the fitness stuff and then sometimes it gets into the nutrition or into the breath work, or, you know, it leads down some kind of avenue that has to do with health and uh, fitness. And so I think a lot of these tools, like you said, if you're open-minded, you're, you're going to be open-minded to other methods, um, most likely because, in my opinion, I think a lot of these people are looking for different outlets to, to help them. You know, they maybe tried some things that didn't work. Maybe they, uh, you know, did some kind of weight loss program and it wasn't sustainable. So I think a lot of people have a, a poor impression of fitness in their head in general, whether it was like, you know, a shitty PE coach that ran them into the dirt or they played a, a sport where again, they had a, a poor experience with strength and conditioning, hurt themselves. There's a lot of different factors. So as people get older, uh, there seems to be a bit of resistance towards fitness in general. And I think what we're trying to do again is, is make this a little bit easier, digestible, and uh, make sure that people understand that fitness is fun. It's something that you can do forever if you do it correctly, or at least in a sustainable way. It's something that brings longevity to your life and only uh, benefits you in the long run as far as overall health. So yeah, you're right, man. Being open-minded leads to just that train of thought, in my opinion, at least it leads to that. Yeah, and I think, you know, it, it's, it, it's, it's a huge benefit at, to an athlete because they're able to um, also be open-minded toward their own growth, which is not always doing well, right? We, it's ups and downs. So, like, when, when, they're, when they're sort of, like, flatlined or plateaued and they're feeling frustrated, they have learned to be more open-minded toward things. So it's like, you know what? 
I could take a step back here. It's, it's okay. Um, I could try something different. Now, how long have you been, first of all, are you, do you know martial arts or what's your background in fighting? (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, honestly, a few years ago I lived in Houston and, um, I did a lot of like BJJ and I was at a mixed martial, mixed martial arts gym in Houston called Hoger MMA. And it was just casual stuff, man. You know, I didn't do anything super competitive, uh, did some grappling tournaments and things like that. And just used it as a way to be active. Once I was um, out of school, I started to just look for something to be competitive, active. And um, I, I love the UFC. I'm a huge fan of the UFC. So watching these combat sports, watching these athletes, uh, I wanted to be a part of that world somehow. So I did a little bit of training, uh, really, really enjoyed that. And through the training, uh, I kind of realized I needed to do other things to prepare my body for that kind of stuff, especially in the grappling realm. It's very like uh, a lot of contact, even though it doesn't seem super aggressive, it's 100% effort. So you're grinding bones, you're, you know, your arms are getting locked up. There's a lot of joint manipulation and uh, pretty quickly you become aware of how well you're able to use your body and your body is a lever. And, you know, that speaks, you know, to the mace in my opinion, in a lot of ways, but because I was doing that, I realized like, man, I need to get stronger. I need to get more mobile. I need to get more durable uh, to be able to do this. And so I started to kind of dive down that rabbit hole and see what I needed to do and uh, stumbled across on it. And this was, man, I would say back in 2009 or so when I found him and I just started kind of going through all of their stuff. They had a lot of free information on their website and uh, I picked up a mace, some kettlebells, and I just started training at my house. I was an IT guy at the time. I wasn't even in, in the fitness world yet, uh, but I knew that I, I wanted to get healthy. I wanted to get in shape, and these tools just really gravitated towards me. So once that happened, uh, I, I picked up those tools. I started diving into the Onnit system. It was about the time I was going to transition from Houston back to where I live now in San Antonio. <laughs> So that was kind of the end of what I did with any kind of uh, martial arts. Did a little bit of Krav Maga before that. And uh, my dad was really into uh, traditional jujitsu. And so did a little bit of that with him. So dabbled in a few different things, but never really pursued it super, super hard. But that really opened my eyes that I wanted to train these kinds of athletes or at least train people like this, even if they weren't, you know, a combat athlete, they can still train that way. And so- started to pursue that and on it on it was my path down to uh down that rabbit hole that is incredible you know what nothing negative against it guys but yeah <laughs> you, the way you move in your videos like you never were meant for it work but maybe maybe your brain was but your body no friggin' way and the way um it, it's so impressive i mean if anybody's listening to the podcast and you know you're on the audio or whatever just just go to international patterns on on instagram and watch his videos dude you you are leaping around and spinning so perfectly you seriously look like a superhero in a movie like it's just I appreciate that man it is so <laughs> incredible and it's like you're fighting with it yeah. you know yeah oh yeah it's it but it's it's so like you know how steel mace flow like you know leo savage's steel mace flow yeah, is, is like it. It has the elements of martial arts, but it's also more leaning toward the expression of one's inner self, and it, yeah. it almost takes on almost a dance. For You're, sure, you you do do that, but it is more fighting martial arts style. And then when you really <laughs> think about it, uh, any t- type of martial arts is beautiful just to watch people do it and in Absolutely. one way or another it, it's all a dance right yeah 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 i agree and, and like you said and I'm, I'm a huge fan of leo and the system and steel mace flow that's definitely what my roots are in this uh as far as mace goes when i stumbled across the mace on it had some information out but uh nothing like there is today so yeah, I, I completely agree. And I appreciate, you know, the kind words, man. A lot of that has been a labor of love. And like uh, you said, coming coming from the IT world, 
you know, a few years back, I couldn't squat, I couldn't hinge. I was, you know, 30, 30 pounds heavier, felt like shit, boozing all the time, eating like <laughs> shit, you know, yeah. like I, I just did not have any of the lifestyle habits to, to be where I am now. So like you said, you become more open-minded with a lot of these things. And that's, that's what it was. I picked up the mace. I started training. I started, you know, doing different things and realized I'm, I'm fucking unhealthy. Like I need to change some stuff. And through that process, I really realized I wanted to help people and people right. that were in that same position that maybe didn't realize they were feeling so bad and or maybe they thought like I, I've come too far. I can't go back and fix anything. But yeah, yeah, man. And, and all of that, like you said, when I when I move with my mace, that's what it feels like. Like I'm, I'm going to war with it. You know, I like to imagine in my head kind of a combat situation and uh, scenarios in my head when I'm moving and swinging. And if I needed to really take this to something, can I swing this aggressively with control or am I going to lose this and fly out of my hands? Am I going to get fatigued extremely quickly? Cause if that's the case, then I'm not efficient with it. And, and yeah, that's, that's not what I'm trying to do. I want to be able to really swing this and show the intent behind it, you know, that I'm coming with aggression sometimes coming with power coming with finesse, like you said, a little bit of steel mace flow. And trying to blend all these worlds and uh, create my own little style with it. And I think it's taken me a, a little bit of time, but I'm really starting to feel more comfortable in, in my realm. So, yeah, oh, I appreciate yeah. that, Fred. Yeah, you could definitely see it now. It, it's, it's changed a lot you know, just in recent history. And, you know, you're, you're talking about, like, you're going through these fighting sequences and, and what you can do with it and how you can battle with it. And this is just hypothetical, of course, but you can't help but imagine what it was like thousands of years ago oh, when yeah. these warriors were practicing swinging their maces, right? Now, back then, this was all secret maneuvers, right? This is how you yeah, yeah. This is how you had your advantage. So nobody got to see a person unless you were already in, the, in, in, in like the uh, military or whatever it was, the tribe. Yeah, yeah. So I, you know, my hypothesis is that there was individuals moving – like you, back then. We will never know because it's not documented, but it's human nature. Once you get good at one move, you start to make it even better. And then you go, oh, but after I do this, I could do this. And after I do this, I could do this. And it turns into something. You know, maybe it wasn't quite as uh, advanced as, you know, the movements are nowadays, but for the, it suited their purposes, I, I'm sure – they did incredible things. And, and I just feel like whenever I use a mace, I have that, sh that connection to history. Yeah. hundred uh, percent. I feel that like you're tapping in, into ancient warrior roots. And yes. some, sometimes you're like this, this is who I am, you know, and you feel that and you know that this tool was, it was meant to, to come into to your hands, into my hands. And, when you put it into other people's hands, you start to see that spark. And yeah. I think so many people have that warrior archetype in them and don't have a way of tapping into it, uh, whether it's because they're just consumed with their day-to-day -day lives, their jobs, their, you know, again, whether their diet, stress levels, sleep levels are blocking any way of them acknowledging that that's in them. I think the mace highlights that, you know, it, it breaks you down some ways and, and brings that out. Let it really test your mind, test your body. Um, and like you said, I, I truly believe they were swinging maces in similar fashion, um, you know, whenever these things were used for combat because they had to be able to swing these with proficiency and, and not in a yes. way that's gonna make them tired. Uh, you know, one swing and done, that's, that's not combat efficient. So you need to be able to move, you need to be able to turn, you, you should be able to travel in more than just, you know, the, the four planes here. There should be full 360 range of motion and uh, your joints should be able to withstand that too. And that's what I'm really loving about this tool and, and why I think it applies so much in the sports and athletes because I mean, you got to think they're so dependent on their health, their bodies, and their career is absolutely dependent on them staying healthy and strong for a long period of time, or else you have a super short career. And that sucks, you know, yeah. you want to be able to, to make the most of it. If you put in that kind of work and dedication to be a high level athlete, I mean, why not 
take all of the things necessary to get you to that level and talk about something that was built for warriors. You know, I think it gets a little bit of a stigma as you know, the mace, it, it gets kind of thrown into these realms as like a gimmick, like a, like yeah. a fucking shake weight or something. You know <laughs> right, what I mean? Right, right. And uh, I, I just don't, I don't understand. I think not enough people have experienced it, but the minute you pick it up, the minute you move it, you're like, Oh shit. Okay. Like this yeah. feels right. Like now, now I want to pursue this, but that's been my experience with it. And uh, as far as putting it in other people's hands, it's always, it's always been a good experience. Have you um, coached uh, baseball players at all with the Mace? So my business partner actually has a few baseball players that come in, and I've done a little bit of work with them. They're, they're now really starting to see the application into baseball. And, I, and we've done a couple club things with them as well, steel clubs, wooden clubs, Indian clubs, uh, to really just kind of bring awareness to what's going on in their shoulders, their scaps, you know, all of the stuff that might be tight that they're using year round and um, just bringing that awareness to them. It's, it's starting to happen. And we've had a few of those athletes reach out showing some interest, but to me again, uh, baseball, golf, hockey, lacrosse, you're carrying a stick. I mean, it, it yeah. makes a lot of sense, but in what sport do they really have any kind of object that's more than 10 pounds, you know? Right. So if you're able to manipulate that 10 pound mace, whatever tool you're using in your sport is going to be so much easier to control and move. And again, that's where I'm like, why, why do people hate on this being a 10 pound tool? Like in sport, no tool is really that heavy, but you have yeah. to be proficient with it. So train with something a little bit heavier like the mace and it will translate into your lacrosse swing, into your baseball swing, into your tennis swing. Like it, it's all biomechanics even if it doesn't look exactly the same, your body's going to understand that. Yeah. This is just uh, anecdotal. And this is just uh, another yes. guess on my part, but I'm paying attention to it as I go ahead and I coach people. And I, I, when I look at a pitcher and they're throwing, um, uh, you know, they're throwing fastballs and, and sliders and all that stuff, right. They're actually throwing this very light piece of material and, I feel like, yeah. you know, when you throw something light, very violently hard, that has, that could have a detrimental effect on you, almost as bad as throwing something yeah. heavy. And I feel like when you put um, a club or a mace in their hands and say you have them do an inside or an outside mill, or maybe, you know, even modify an exercise almost as if they're throwing a pitch and then doing a mill at the same time. So that leg is coming up. But what does that force them to do? It definitely forces them to slow down their movements. They can't yeah. move that fast. And then the simulated pitch portion or the, the outside mill or the inside mill, whatever you have them doing, um, is so slow that it, 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 it's a way of training them so that when they throw that ball, which is super light, it actually keeps them from getting injured. Yeah, that's a great point, Fred. Like, you know, something light, you, you don't really take it as serious, you know, it, until the injury happens. And that's a lot of times how these pitchers, they blow these, their shoulders out constantly because they're throwing, you know, fast, fast all the time. You see them getting switched out. All these little things happening. There's a ton of wear and tear on that joint. But then you add a little weight to that position and there's a little bit of honestly fear around throwing something that hard because you realize shit, my tissues are not meant to load that weight. Sorry if you can hear that plane. Uh, but yeah, the tissues are not meant to load that weight. So when you put a Mesa club in someone's hand, that tissue starts to gain more awareness, more durability, more connection to the body. And just like you said, if you're traveling through those same patterns, not only are you um, building that pattern up, but you're allowing them to send that force out and then control it back rather than just let it go and, and forget about it. Right. You have to be able to control it or else it is gonna pull your arm out of place or rotate you in a weird way that leaves you in a compromising position. Like if you're a fighter, you don't wanna be off balance. So all of these things, they make so much sense to the athlete or again, to anyone that understands how just having athleticism in your body plays a huge part in your day-to-day -day life. You should be able to move, jump, run, swing, throw, crawl, all of, all of that stuff. And um, 
yeah, I think just with our sedentary lifestyles, we, we neglect a lot of what's happening up here and, you know, we're uptight, we're close. So this access, we don't have access to these places. A lot of times when you pick up a mace or a club very quickly, you see discomfort in people's faces and their body language. And um, it just makes so much sense when I see again, like the baseball player or anyone throwing something like how it would directly translate into their sport and, and make them better. Yeah, definitely. And then uh, getting back to uh, grappling, I mean, the, the, um, the grip, we, we get that. We, we've been talking about yeah. that a lot, how it helps with your grip, which is a huge thing. Grip in anything. I mean, I'm, I'm coaching yeah. a client and I have them doing pull-ups and their grip slips, but they had two more uh-huh. pull-ups in them. That kind of stuff. We, and we go, oh, oh yeah. more mace for you, man, so we could get those two <laughs> pull-ups. Definitely. But you, you also mentioned something else about grappling and the mace, and that was more like the body awareness. Yeah. And, and, and you know, if you've swung mace for a little while and gotten more into even the flow aspect of it, there's times when your mace goes somewhere where you don't want it to go. And you'll feel your joints torque and twist and all kinds of stuff. And you learn how to bail. You learn how to escape, which is very similar to getting locked up in jujitsu or grappling, depending on what you're doing. And that awareness to be able to feel that quickly and move out of a position that could be, again, compromising to your joint. The mace teaches that, whether it's heavy or it's light. You know, obviously heavy gata teaches more of a wrestling base load, throw, use your hips, use your body to manipulate. I think with the lighter mace, it highlights a lot more of uh, the vulnerability in our joints. And so we're spinning, we're twisting, we're tossing it. All of these things are a testament to how strong these people's joints are, how mobile they are, how much work they've put into their durability. And in combat sports, you, you need to have durable joints. You need to have that awareness to be able to explode and escape out of a position that, again, could get you a broken arm, broken wrist, something locked up. So that's what I notice is I'm moving it as I'm doing free flow. Sometimes I'm like, oh, shit, like I'm moving this way. The mace wants to go that way. So I have to manipulate what I'm doing to make sure that I don't like fuck myself up ultimately. And that awareness starts to become almost second nature. And that's when free flow becomes more accessible, in my opinion, is when you have that awareness to move wherever the mace wants to go, you just start to flow into combinations that naturally want to be there. And then it becomes like, oh, I am in flow state because I'm not thinking about it. I'm moving. It's almost effortless because my body is connected. I'm breathing. I'm looking all of these things and you're like this is very reminiscent of being in a in a fight or in a position where you need to control all of the chaos around you and still be calm in that storm so i think there's just so many lessons from it that translate to each other you know and that's why i think man combat sports in the mace they were meant to go together like again in my opinion yeah a lot of people's opinion and and what you're talking about is just kind of blowing me away and that's why i always come back and do another podcast with somebody because i'm learning something right now (laughs) i think the audience is learning something right now and i want to hold this moment for a second so we're talking about this uh free flow state where you're learning to manipulate the mace uh, in a way where you're not hurting your joints. And this is like amazing because how else can you really train that way intentionally? Like how do you intentionally put your joints in weird positions that you have to bail out? And it's kind of hard to do unless you're actually just doing jujitsu, which great, you could do that, but you're not going to always roll every day with somebody. And this is, uh, this is a, uh, a supplement for, for the matter. Yeah. Um, but the, uh, then, then you're discussing how, you know, you get to a point where it's, it's a free flow, a free flow mind state. And when you get into these positions where you could hurt your joint, you can, you can actually figure out how to get out of it into the next move and keep flowing. Where are we talking in your stage of development? Where does this happen? Is this happening immediately as you start learning the mace or is this happening later on when you start experimenting? Oh man, that's a good question. And I think that depends on 
um, how in tune the person is with, with the, their practice. You know, if you get somebody that comes in, is not super into the workout, not super into the mace, and they're just moving it, and uh, they're not worried about landmarks and cues and connection, they're, they're not going to feel that. And uh, it may not resonate with them the same way. But you get somebody in here that recognizes immediately, like, wow, this is beneficial, whether they're like, I've had carpal tunnel my whole life, and I haven't been able to use my hands, I can't do anything with them. We start gripping the mace, we start rolling into position, we start locking in the lats, the scaps, all these things, they start to connect all these pieces they didn't realize were disconnected. And so that is one way I've seen it, but then you just get the natural athlete in here or the person that understands uh, biomechanics on some level and they pick it up quick. They recognize like, oh, this flows, this manipulates, this is like water, you know, I need to roll with this. I actually have a really young uh, athlete and uh, her name is Ari and she's one of my youth boxers. She's 10 years old. And we have a seven pound mace for her. It's actually her own mace and she painted it red. She named it Lady. And I've been working with her with her mace stuff on and off over the last year or so. But she's competitively boxing. You know, she's again, she's 10 years old. She's had quite a few fights now. She's set up to go to nationals here in a bit. But we do mace work and it blows my mind how fast she picks it up when I show her something like things that I'll, that'll take me a bit of time to integrate, drill, and understand, she absorbs them. And then it applies in her footwork, it applies in her play, it applies in everything she's doing outside. And I see it and her mom shows me stuff and I'm just, again, blown away by how much this is uh, affecting her day-to-day -day life in, in a positive way. But it's something that she does when she's bored. She doesn't really look at it as a necessarily, or she doesn't necessarily look at it as a training tool or something that uh, she has to force herself to do. It's more like, I look forward to doing this and I know it's gonna benefit me and I enjoy it. And I think that is, is such a super cool connection because then you do. That's when you, when you have that connection with your mace, I think free flow is, is a lot more accessible. You know, you yeah. want to be with it. You want to connect. You want to move. You want to find patterns that feel good. And I think that's what I'm seeing from my youngest student to, you know, my, my oldest students. And I think it's, it's such a cool experience to see all these different walks of life, like show that warrior archetype come out. Now, when you said her name, you broke up a little bit. So it didn't come out clearly. What's her name? Her name is Ari. Ari. Okay. And that's yeah, a, that's, yeah. She'll, she's on the Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That that's I I like seeing uh like how like so she's a boxer or I like seeing any martial artist when they're coming up as a kid because the way they train is just like a kid would. But I mean serious. Yeah. But kids they have a certain if only adults could tap into that and kind of train like a kid, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's so much fun the connection we have and. We have a lot of fun with it and uh, it, it really is like a working relationship where I'm like, wow, this, it, it blows my mind. I get a lot of gratification seeing her progress and knowing that if I can help her in any way prepare, you know, for those fights where in my head, again, I'm like, man, I need, I need to do everything in my power to make sure that when she makes that walk into the ring, She's mentally prepared. She's physically prepared. She's spiritually prepared. Um, at least I'm, that's what I believe, especially in my role as her coach. And using the mace, I've seen it come out in different ways. And that's a good way for, for us to access that warrior in her. And more and more that comes out. And, and that's what I think is, is crucial, not just in combat sports, but as, as any individual, we, we need to know that we have that and we can call upon that. And it feels good. It feels good to know that, hey, when I, when I need to call on that thing, like it's there, I believe in it. And the mace again is, is in my opinion, access to that. So yeah, really cool. Yeah. And um, in your opinion, so, you know, since you're training mo a lot of combat sports with the mace, um, is this, is this going to be a huge game changer as the mace is adapted by more and more fighters and athletes like that are you going to see like a whole new level of fighting skill develop from this 
I believe so. I, I, I don't know if you follow uh, Phil DeRue. He's over at American Top Team. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, Phil DeRue, badass combat sport coach and uh, trains UFC athletes, professional boxers, judo athletes, you know, every spectrum as far as, as combat athletes go. And um, he's now really starting to kind of bridge that gap as well on that scene. He's using a lot of clubs and maces um, and they're still kind of scratching the surface of their potential, but to see it come out of a place like that, we know here that we're on the right path as far as introducing that to our athletes and everybody else in here. But I, I don't see how it, it wouldn't complement them it, as far as everything we talked about um, it just makes so much sense, but it, it's portable. It's something like these athletes can take anywhere with them if they need to. Uh, not to mention when you talk about grappling, if, if you follow the steel mace flow system at all, a lot of these movements, you know, there's Kimura grips. There's um, a lot of positions that they come from grappling. You yeah. know, they're, they're not just made up for steel mace. You can tell uh, there's some roots in there that have martial arts background. And when they see those things, like, oh yeah, if I can lock up on this bar and create this position, this is a way to simulate practice, simulate training and move and manipulate this thing. And um, yeah, I, I just see like, there's, there's no way it could go any other, any other way as this becomes more mainstream and as more people talk about the potential of this tool and what it used to do, you know, like you said, it, it was built for war. These warriors trained with it to go into combat. Uh, why aren't they doing it now? You know, I, I think right. it's just supposed to be happening and it's catching back up. We, we've, um, we've been, I think, stuck and no hate on CrossFit or anything like these types of workouts, but that's very much kind of the route people instantly go towards when looking for fitness immediately. They're like looking for a CrossFit gym or maybe a boot camp style thing. And they're like, I'm going to whip myself into shape. And I think a lot of these other tools are still kind of pushed aside because they're not mainstream like these other places are. And the more we see these gyms picking up things, I think they'll get a little bit more momentum. But you're seeing it more out of the, the smaller gyms or like the independent places. Yep. Onnit's doing an amazing job of, of certifying coaches on how to use it. Leo's doing an amazing job of pushing steel mace flow, another type. You know, you got Isik doing Viking Ninja, you got Rick Brown doing traditional. And it's like, holy shit, there's so many options out there. Uh, we should blend them all. And that's where I'm at. I know there's a, and you know, I don't, we don't need to get into all that, but I know that there's a lot of uh, controversy between all the arts and all that shit. But in my opinion, I think it's all good. And I like to, I like to do it all. And yeah. if you don't, you're gonna get left behind in my opinion. If you wanna right. sit here, and complain about my art's better than your art. You know, what, what do you think mixed martial arts is? It's the, it's the combination of it all. And that is, in my opinion, the elite top of the food chain fighter. They can, they can grapple, they can strike, they can, you know, um, put you on the cage. They can, they can do all kinds of different things depending on where the fight wants to go. And if you can only swing heavy, you're limited. If you can only swing light, you're limited. If you can only do these certain things, you're limiting your practice. And so I try to stay a little bit out of all that. Um, but I like it all. Like I'm fans of all of these coaches and I've learned from quite a few of them. So I'm hoping that with time, all that stuff gets squashed. And that's when we really start to see this movement take off is when all that, all that ego is put aside and, and we just start trying to help people and, and push the mace and, and it's true potential. Yeah. Stick to the core uh, if you want to call it the core value or the core mission, the core mission of any real coach is to help people. It really is. Absolutely. The bad coaches are the ones that are just, you know, racking up clients, you know, one on top of another and just having them do some hard, sweaty workout just to make it justify. Yeah. Just to beat them up and justify whatever they're charging and move them out the door, move the next one. Yep. They don't care about anything else. But the core mission and the core value of a real coach, and you can hear it when you talk, Matt. I hear it in your voice. You really want to see people excel. Coaches like to see that. That is a gratifying thing. Otherwise, Absolutely. they probably wouldn't even friggin' do it. They just go train themselves. You know, why are they? <laughs> why else would they be doing it? Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, an, another good outfit that um, is out there is Mace Fit. 
um, they do, yeah. a, they have a certification. Um, they have a great, um, I, I'm a Macefit certified coach and I'm actually awesome. entered into their leadership program right now. I'm trying to pass it. It's very hard and rigorous. I don't know why they got to make things so difficult on me. Yeah. But, um, I'm very really cool. excited to, to develop with that. And when I do Macefit stuff and when I do steel mace flow stuff, I feel like I am tapping into the potential of everything. Um, it's, it's so refreshing when you see people putting their own spin on it too. Um, because yeah. there's so much to cover. It is, is literally an unlimited potential, right? The potential of the mace is uh, movement patterns, where you could train with it, how you could train with it, what it's good for application. It's to me unlimited and there's not enough time in the day and there's not enough people to actually put this stuff out there. We need people. And the number one reason why I started this podcast is to help collaborate with the whole Mace community, everybody, to bring it up, to help bring it up and get it recognized. Because right now, if there's like 2,000 of us out there, right, maybe yeah. maybe a little more. Um, I had Mark Wildman on a couple episodes ago. Oh, man. Yeah, he I met- just listened to that. Super good. Yeah, he was great. And um, he mentioned it too. There's like maybe 2,000 of us out there. That is not a lot of people. No. So no. in order to get this modality recognized and out into the mainstream, we need to collaborate more. Because when we do, there will be more than enough for everybody to go around. You'll have so many people to coach. You're going to be turning people away and sending them to your past competition that you had beef with. Because right. you're not going to have time. And that's the kind of problems we want to have, not, not create drama out of nothing. So um, core values, man, I think that's what it is. Stick to the core value. Help people and get the MACE uh, modality out there and recognized. And, you know, I, when I say mainstream, uh, you know, sometimes people get mad about that. Like, I don't want it yeah. to go mainstream. I uh, want it to be fine. Yeah. You know, it's like when they said Metallica – sold mm-hmm. out or a band sells out like yeah. that was my band and now they're everybody's band that that bothers them but no you do mm. want it to go mainstream yeah. because you want to see the next level where it goes because it's unlimited potential and that's yours to harness when it happens so jump on board man get with it right dude yeah so many good points man and and i agree like first of all you can't stop this. This is gonna gonna take off no matter what. At this point, the, it's it's global. There's so many people doing it. Um, even if they don't know whose art they're training under or whose system, they're doing it. They're mimicking it, and this is too powerful at this point to stop. And in my opinion, it's in its infancy. It's it's only scratching the surface. Not just and we talked a lot about the strength and conditioning realm, but again. I have a lot of, of clients that are, are people that are weekend warriors, fitness enthusiasts, you know, hardworking individuals that find the time to come to the gym and train. And that too is just as inspiring to me when I see them move the mace. And I realize, like, God damn, like this is such a huge piece uh, or it's like such a huge tool in their life um, to make them feel good, to make them feel strong, to make them feel confident. So, they can go back to their day-to-day lives and have something, you know, that they look forward to, um, even if it is just that mace. And I think that's one of those things that we're not giving the mace enough credit for is that we think of it obviously as the strength and conditioning tool, gets you strong, understands your body, but it's a tool for healing. And for me over the years, it's done amazing things for my mental health, you know, for my spirituality, for understanding who I am and what I'm supposed to be doing it's been because of the mace, you know, I truly believe that I should be teaching this and putting it in people's hands. And, you know, I have a awesome group of people here that have been working with it and, and not only our team, but again, some of our clients have taken off with it to where I'm like, fuck, they, they could be coaches. They could easily pursue this and, and be coaches one day and have their own group of people. And I can already see how big this is going to become in a few years. And I'm just trying to, you know, wrap my head around it now and be like, I'm excited. I want that to happen. I want my clients to eventually be like, Hey man, I'm, I'm ready to, to do my own thing and train. 
And if I can set them up for that, that makes me really happy. To me, we're building lineage here. It's not a competition. We want to spread this. And, uh, you know, one of, one of the coaches here, she's, she's currently became like a part-time coach. Give her a shout out. It's uh, Ellie. She's the, uh, the lioness on Instagram. You might've seen some of her stuff, but she's only been training, uh, I think a little under a year and she's certified now steel may flow. She's coaching on the weekends here and just seeing that progression take off so fast. It made me realize like, God damn, people need this. People want this. Yeah. It just has not been accessible to them. It hasn't been presented to them. And, um, that's what we're trying to do here is just shine that light be like we we're coaching it we're teaching it if you want to learn it come in um have an open mind it's a combination of all these kind of different styles steel mace flow a little bit of i guess viking ninja and all these other things in there and uh yeah we just hope people buy into it and see the value in it and, and that's the plan man is bring bring more awareness bring people together and that's how we're going to make this message super powerful yeah good i like i like the words you're dropping right there that's good stuff i could tell you right now you know like i have this list in my head of all the places i want to go visit and you know luckily a lot of the places are nice places so i could get my wife to go with me but the reason why i want to go visit places is to go hang out with people like you and go work out in your gym and um, Hell yeah. You're in San Antonio and I had never actually been there, but I know it's nice. And um, if I ever get there, I'm you're definitely going to see me, man. Um, yeah. It, it's, you know, it's my plans, uh, like everybody's plans got kind of like shitty after COVID, but you know, yeah. those plans are still on, on the menu, you know, like I'm going to get out and start getting this podcast out on the road and I'm actually going to oh, be going out. Awesome. Of, yeah. I'm going to be going out of Philadelphia next month. To okay. go do a podcast with Jamie Pinto, who's been on hey, the podcast. Hey, Jamie. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go know, down Jamie. there. And, and I, you know, I said, it's, it's, he was going to come up to me again. And I was like, no, let me come to you. I got to start getting out the door and doing this thing that I need to do. Um, how many, how many uh, right in your area are, are using a steel mace besides you as far as gyms? Uh, I mean, you can count them on your hand, man. As far as San Antonio goes – uh, I think the fitness scene is um, it's a little bit behind the curve. It's for, for a long time, San Antonio was kind of in a bad spot when it came to health and fitness and, um, you know, people's relationship with health and fitness was really, really bad over the last, you know, decade and even before that. And um, there's not many gyms that practice the unconventional stuff, the maces, the clubs, anything like that. Uh, we have a lot of big, big gyms, you know, the Gold's gyms, these 24-hour gyms, and, and they're not carrying any maces or clubs in there. But I have a really good friend, not too far from our gym, uh, Sammy. He's also, you might have seen him on Instagram as well, Sambo Slice. Yes. He's been doing mace for a long time. Yeah. Oh, man, he, he's great. Yeah. And uh, we connect all the time. And, he's uh, your bud? Oh man, we're we're great friends. We collab oh, all, right. all the time. He come, we go back and forth. I'll probably see him today, honestly. Nice. Um, but yeah, we, we are we hang out a lot. We do the ice bath stuff together, and we swing mace. And um, he's been honestly in the beginning one of the guys that was pushing it by himself. Before I was dabbling with the mace, Sammy was really the one championing the movement. And okay. um, well, going back and, to what like what year? Because you said around two thousand nine, you got into it, right? That's when I was not, it wasn't Mace Flow though. That was very oh. much like, I just picked it up and I was moving it. I didn't really get passionate about the Mace until maybe two and a half years ago. Okay. I, I had it in my arsenal and I was doing like switch squats and I was doing, you know, like ballistic curls, but I, I wasn't even dabbling in any kind of flow or anything um, complex at the time. I just was just figuring it out. And there was hardly any content out at the time, man. Like yeah. at that time it, it was kind of a free for all. If you could find people on Instagram that were doing it, that was your best bet on it. Put out some great, again, instructional stuff. So for me, I was like, Oh wow, this, this guy, Sammy's using the mace and he's a yeah, when, guy. Yeah. When did he start using it? How long ago was uh, he in, uh, introduced to it? 
I think he probably was introduced to the Mace around the same time, but he got into Viking Ninja pretty oh. early on. Yeah. And he pursued that. And then he got into Mace, Steel Mace Flow a few years before me. And that's when I started to really like, oh, this is accessible to other people besides Leo Savage. Like, other people can do this. I'm going yeah. to start looking into what this is. And Sammy and I would work a little bit together. He showed me a couple things. Honestly, he was, he was kind of the guy that gave me a bit of a step okay. in the door, um, showed me a few techniques. And I very quickly was like, oh, I, I want to I dive down this now. And took the certification that Leo held uh, about a year ago, now that I think about in Onnit. He did it at Onnit in Austin, Texas. He had his whole educational or his whole education team there. It was a blast, man. I got to meet Jamie Pinto was out yeah. there. Uh, Adam Frankenleg. I remember Jeff. seeing, yeah, I remember seeing uh, something on Instagram with you. Um, I think that's, I think that's, when was that last year? It was just about last year now that I think yeah. about it. Yeah. That's and funny. that was my certification. Yeah. I remember that because you, you kind of popped up on my radar and I started following you. And I was like, yeah, this guy's pretty, pretty interesting. And then, like, it, like I said earlier, uh, I, I, I hate to keep embarrassing you, but uh, <laughs> you, just, you just took off. And I was like, whoa, man, this guy's, like, okay, even your Instagram got better, man. I'm looking at your, your grid, man. Who's doing my, dude, my guy over here, I told you that. That's definitely oh. not uh, – that's not my work as far as the editing and all that. Uh, I, I just move, man. Yeah. I, have a, I have the vision, and Carlos has been able to – make it happen and that's one thing we've talked about is you know this this working relationship is huge because i can really invest my time into the creation side and and into the vision and what i really want to display through the camera and he's making it happen where i could never do that and nor do i yeah. have uh the understanding of, of how to do any of these things so like to see that come out it's like oh shit we're all kind of taking a step back and um He's, it's not just for me, but you can see some of our other business partners are being highlighted. And uh, my business partner, Hudson, he does a lot of um, strength and conditioning for a lot of football athletes and, um, you know, rugby players, baseball, basketball, all that stuff, too. So he's doing sprint work and agility and like big movements on the barbell. And we're able to highlight that in a way, too, that looks like uh, it's coming from here, kind of a our vibe, our, our style, um, the, our colors and all that cool stuff. And we're finally having the identity that we've always envisioned and it's taken us a long time to get here. Yeah. Uh, we didn't always have this gym. And so now that we, we do, it's, it's so humbling, man, to see these things and nothing but gratitude for, for where we're at. That's why there is uh, so much love and passion in what we do is like, we, we didn't, we didn't inherit this shit. Like we, we earned it and yeah. we grinded for a long time to get here. And we've trained under a lot of respectable coaches to earn where we're at. And that's why we feel confident displaying this stuff online. And, and we're hoping that it's enough to show, you know, that we're legit, that we don't just swing these tools around recklessly, that we can kind of put a little articulation to what we're doing, whether it's the mace, whether it's, pure strength and conditioning, whether it's animal flow, we want to show that this is a versatile gym and all of our coaches can kind of dabble in these worlds. And uh, that's the team we're trying to build. And like you said, be, be almost like a one-stop shop. So when people come, they're open-minded to it. And then we take them outside and we have ice baths or we have red light therapy or we have um, meditation and um, what's it called? Like binaural beats and all of these other things that are gonna amplify what they're already doing. And I think it starts with having versatile coaches and open-minded coaches that, you know, like you said, check their egos at the door. We work together very well. And uh, it's just been such a, a fucking cool experience, man. I'm very, I'm very grateful, even with COVID and all of this stuff going on. We're still standing. We're doing well. Um, I'm having this podcast with you. And I think this could be a very different situation if we didn't have that mindset. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this is one of the benefits that uh, the glaring benefits of in, uh, technology and social media is so you guys basically created an identity, which is necessary for a brand, especially with social media. But the joy in your voice and what you're expressing really is that you, you, you know who you are. 
you found out who you are as, um, as partners, as, as a company, as a brand, and you know what your goals and you know what your core values are. And because of that, you're doing this for a higher purpose. It's not just to, you know, put a few bucks in your pocket. It's, it's to do something bigger. This is, this is a, a, a lesson to learn for anybody, for anything that they do in their life. And this is a mindset thing. You know, how do you feel good about what you're doing? Find your identity. Know who you are. Ask all those why questions until you get to the core. You know, um, this this got like a hyper exaggerated or whatever. Uh, maybe that's not the right word, but the social media thing like, oh, okay, we need a brand. We need it to look this way. But but out of that comes something even more special. Um, yeah. that, that when somebody walks into your establishment, you know who you are and you know who they are because they're there for a reason. They, they already nibbled around the edge for the past six months. Oh, maybe I should go check those guys out. And they're finally walking through the door. They know what to expect and you know why they're there. And that cuts through all the BS and gets right to the chase and people start getting fit very fast. Yeah. Community, right? You know, yeah. we're, we're trying to, everybody talks about community. Everybody, uh, talks about building it and all this stuff. But, um, you know, again, my business partner and I have a bit of experience in this industry. We've worked for other people. We've, um, realized very quickly that that wasn't the position for us, whether again, the IT world where I knew very quickly that wasn't for me, super depressed, gained a ton of weight, had really horrible health habits. Uh, but even after leaving and then being introduced into the fitness world and working for another gym, I realized even there, I was like, you know, I wasn't comfortable with the culture. I wasn't comfortable with uh, the people leading the show. Um, and I realized like, damn, I'm, I'm building someone else's dreams here and I don't feel good about it. I don't feel like this aligns with, with who I am. And uh, I knew very quickly, like, this, this isn't right. I need to keep looking. I need to keep trusting, you know, my heart that I'm, I'm in the right place as far as my path, but I haven't landed in the right spot yet. And it's taken us a lot of failure to get here, you know, between my business partner and I, we talk about it all the time. Like so much failure has come um, for us to, to have this all behind us. Like uh, not only failure, but, um, you know, tough, tough debates between the two of us where we had to, again, really figure out, do we, can we work together? Are we who we think we are? Do we have the ability to put our shit aside and realize like we're two coaches that have been in the industry a little while, you know, we, we very much believe in what we're doing. And uh, I think a lot of times like that, when you get coaches like that in the same room, there's a lot of clashing because yeah. our styles are as similar as they are they're very different and um, you can just look at the two of us and we're built very different. And so you can see that we train differently, but it doesn't matter. We have nothing but respect for what we do. And there's no issue with talking to each other's clients and working with each other's clients. In fact, that's something that we're, we've talked about from the jump is that we want each other's clients to work with us because yeah. I mean, if, if, if Hudson has an athlete, like you said, a baseball player, that's got something going on in their shoulders or whatever, I might be able to contribute something into the program that's only going to make his career better. And that's right. only going to help Hudson out and help him and help his client out. And that's how we think in the same way for me, if I don't uh, feel comfortable with something in the strength and conditioning realm, I can go to him and, and not feel bad about it or embarrassed about it. I know like, no man, that's, he's here to help and I'm here to help. We almost have this in-house education that we can provide not only for each other, but for our new coaches coming in. And we, we want to set that standard as well that, you know, for our coaches, you can ask us this stuff and we're not going to get mad. We're not going to make you feel bad. We're not going to expect you to know everything coming in here. That's why we've taken the time to, to get these certifications um, and not only get these certifications, but take the time to implement them, learn how to bring these practices into the gym with a wide demographic of people and show them like it's important to learn it all but it's important to be a student forever like as soon as things slow down uh with the COVID stuff 
we, we plan on being at on it and uh, again, going to see Phil DeRue and taking more certifications and just pushing, pushing, pushing that. That's, that's something my business partner and I have always been passionate about. And that's what I think led us here is, is we want to evolve. We want to keep growing. And we know that some of the stuff we're doing now in a couple of years may be obsolete and, and we're okay with being like, Oh, well at the time, that's what we thought. And we, this is why we thought that, but we're ready to move on to the next thing. And yeah. it all comes with this mentality that the fitness industry is changing. We're changing. We have to be ready for that and not be stuck in any arbitrary ways or thoughts. And uh, yeah, man, it, it's been a humbling process. Like I said, I think all of that has led us to that path is a lot of failure, a lot of adversity, a lot of um, understanding who we are as people in the community that we truly want to build. And it's, it's all starting to happen now. That's awesome, man. So do not let failure, do not let failure get in the way of your progress. Failure is part of your progress. This is how you learn about yourself. You take it to the, you take it to, to the, the level where you push harder, you push past the failure and learn from it. That, I, that is a great message. That is something that people, when they start harnessing that, it's a power. It's an actual power that you have. Yeah. Uh, and you can hear it when you talk. Matt, great podcast. Really loved uh, getting in touch with you here and, and getting to know you a little bit. Let's hear uh, how we could get in touch with you, how we could train with you. What's the best way, best time? Yeah. So like you said, I'm in San Antonio, Texas. So if you're in Texas, San Antonio area, you can come find us at Intentional Patterns. Um, our Instagram is intentional underscore patterns. And uh, that's our business Instagram. You can see everything that we do there from maces to strength and conditioning, animal flow, um, and just a real peek at what our gym looks like and what we're doing. A good chance to feel uh, our coaches' personalities out through some of the stuff that we're doing and, and even see our clients highlighted on there. Really cool. And uh, my personal Instagram is just Matt Gonzalez, M-A-T-T Gonzalez with an S at the end. And uh, I, I mostly push my May stuff on there. I, um, I do quite a few other things and I like to throw that in my stories, but I highlight a lot of my Mace work and that is kind of my goal right now is to bring a lot of awareness there. Uh, I do online training. Um, we, our gym does online training. If anyone is interested in working with any of our coaches, we can set that up. Just shoot us a, a DM. We're quick to respond. Uh, shoot me a personal DM on my, on my Instagram. And uh, like I said, I like to do a lot of mace training, but in-house, we, we work with everybody. And uh, we have all the equipment necessary to get you where you need to go, um, or at least set you on the right path. But that's definitely the places you can find us. Just search Intentional Patterns. You'll find our Facebook, our Instagram. We got a few things uh, you know, about to pop up, a YouTube page. And we're going to be pushing a lot of content, man, coming out. Like I said, Carlos is doing great work. And we're, we plan on really bringing a lot of awareness, just like you are, to the mace. And I appreciate what you're doing. I appreciate uh, not only having me, but other, other mace artists and practitioners that want to share what's going on and highlight their facilities and, again, their personalities. I, I think, man, this, this is how we do it. This is how we, we take it to the next step and we bridge that gap and we squash all the bullshit, you know, we, we start connecting coaches that are, they want to get down, they want to meet up, they want to connect, they want to train. And that's what we're looking for. We're looking to connect with as many like-minded individuals, coaches, our doors are open to, you know, anybody with your mentality and that, that want to come in humble and, and work with us. Cause that's, that's what we're here to do. We want, we want to, again, just build awareness and, uh, and make this as big as possible. Excellent, man. Yeah, anybody, if you're in San Antonio, forget about the big gyms. Forget about the Globo gyms. They're, they're lame anyway. Go to Intentional Patterns. Try out a mace, you know, if you never try one before. See what it's all about. I think you'll be in good hands with Matt. Uh, check him out on Instagram. Matt, thank you very much for coming Thanks, on. Fred. Uh Always keep your uh, ear to the ground. If I reach out again or something, or if you, if you just have an announcement or anything, let me know. I'll get you back on. No problem. It's, it's my podcast. I could do that. <laughs> and then uh, we'll get you back on again. Or you're always, there's always a door open for you. All right. 
I appreciate that, Fred, man. And uh, we actually have our podcast uh, kickstarting here soon. So definitely would like to get you on here down the road and we can chat it up again. But uh, I'm open again whenever you'd like to start something, get something going. Let's yeah. Just rolling, man. And like oh, I said, wait, we, we would love to share. Anything. When is when is the podcast going to start? So we've done a couple episodes, but they've been some trial runs and we haven't uh, brought any guests on yet. So far, we've done with our coaches and kind of just building again our identity and sharing who we are, our stories. But we got a few people lined up. We're actually doing a Wim Hof uh, workshop in November with um, uh, a trainer by the name of Shereen, and she's certified under Wim Hof. So we're planning on having her come on as one of our first guests and then kind of rolling with that from there. So I'll definitely be in contact, man. I'd, I'd love to keep this going, keep it yeah. in that mace realm um, with some of our things. and, and just Get me on, man. Do. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be great. I'm down with it. Sounds awesome, man. I, and good luck with it. I think you're going to do very well, especially with that awesome camera you're using. The clarity is so good. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, thank, thank you very you, much. I'll talk to you very soon. Enjoy the rest of your day and keep swinging. Thank you, Fred. You too. Take care, man. All right. Later, brother.